0: This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 virtual ticket presenting sponsor, Amazon Music.
1: I'm Randy Wilburn, and uh, I want to welcome you guys to Podcast Movement 2022 and owning your message and telling the world through podcasting. I'm excited to be here today with my partners in crime, Donald Kelly, the sales evangelist, and Shannon Kaysen from Homemade Stories, and they'll tell you a little bit more about themselves in a second. I, uh, I This is one of the most important topics to me because it's the reason why I got started with podcasting. And I think one of the things that we have found in doing this is that, you know, you struggle with imposter syndrome, you struggle with the why behind why you should even start a podcast in the first place and how to sustain it. And today, I think we're going to make a case for you getting in there. If you haven't already started, why you need to get in the trenches and get a podcast started and share your message because we all have a story to tell. My story is my story, but your story is your story. And so we wanna encourage you today to be thinking about that and to, uh, to get ready to get going. And so that's our information there. And just really quickly, a little bit about me is I started a podcast called I Am Northwest Arkansas three years ago. I've been podcasting since 09. I have produced over a thousand podcast episodes for various shows. I do podcast strategy consulting, but I created I Am Northwest Arkansas because it was the podcast I would have wanted to listen to when I first relocated to Fayetteville, Arkansas back in 2014, but it didn't exist. I waited what five more years before I actually created the podcast and now I'm 181 episodes in uh, it has it has grown by leaps and bounds but this is the important point that a distinction I want to make for all of you is that this podcast it was a passion play it wasn't for money right because I mean if I, if I've seen one I've seen 30 programs within this podcast movement event about monetization and that is very very important but I'm here to tell you if you don't have passion behind the stories that you want to tell I don't care how hard core you try to monetize your podcast it's never going to work and each of these gentlemen here will be a testament to that and as you hear their stories and as it evolves we're going to hear more of that but this is more of an interactive session than you just hearing from a bunch of talking heads so Alexa our beautiful host in the back is going she's got a microphone in her hand, and uh, we're going to go to Q&A fairly quickly after we we finish our introductions here, because we want to hear from you guys to find out what you are dealing with as you venture into this whole stream of podcasting. Because this program is is amazing. If you think about it, 2014, we were at another hotel here in Dallas, and it was a very small group of people. It wasn't a lot of folks. And now, there are thousands upon thousands of people from every Corner of the world that has descended upon Dallas to figure out better ways to tell their story, and I'm telling you, you all are in the right place. So let's get this party started. I really want to uh, to kind of deal with that. So first of all, th- the whole idea about podcasting is that it is a powerful medium of storytelling. There you is. let
2: Donald introduce himself or huh? you.
1: Oh, no. Well, I was no, I just just <laughs> well, I, I will. You know I'll what? I'll, yourself, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll let I'll let Donald introduce himself, and I'll let Shannon introduce himself <laughs> real quick.
0: We got too excited. So I started a podcast. My name is Donald C. Kelly, the Sales Evangelist. If you listen to my show, that's the intro. Um, so I started a podcast in 2013, 2012, um, really. Driving home from the Hunger Games, I got the approval from Apple that it was. Uh, The podcast launch and i was really excited about it i was a software sales rep making good money doing well but i wanted to share what was working for me and for other new sellers and people who were having struggles as entrepreneur and that it just led down a rabbit hole we got mentioned in a couple magazines um, entrepreneur magazine then it got repurposed into huff post yahoo finance south florida business journal picked it up and um from there it just kept taking advantage of media opportunities any little thing you could try to get into the media so by 2015, I started getting, um, about a month later, a couple months, I started getting people who were interested in what we were doing. I started coaching individuals, speaking at events, and uh, build a sales consultancy involved into a sales training organization. 2015, it made sense. We were getting sponsored, and I left my full-time day job and uh, started doing this um, training organizations and working with that. And now we have a sales training organization, and some of our clients saw what we did, and they asked, can we help them? That led to us creating TSC Studios, which is a creative side of our sales training company. We produce for uh, 10 10 other podcasts, and by the end of the year, 15 other podcasts for brands. So our major brand is Better Home and Gardens, in real estate, so that's our creative side of our house. But we train companies all across the globe, and we'll tell you some of that, but it all came from podcasting and owning my own voice when it comes towards doing that. And uh, can't wait to reveal to you some more secrets. So does that sound good so far? Does this sound like the best session?
2: <laughs>
0: all right, all right. If this sounds so good, pass the plate around real quick. Let's get yeah. some more money. I'm just gonna all right, go for it. Shannon.
2: <laughs> I'm Shannon Kaysen. Um I got know. do a podcast called Homemade Stories. I got in a podcast kinda cause I lost everything. I had lost everything and um, started telling stories about life because I just wanted to share what was going on in my life and And I found podcasting because I had bought an iPhone, you know, when they came out. And I started in 2010. So this was 2009 when I kind of got an iPhone and and wanted to start podcasting. And um, just started from there. And I started... When he talked about passion. I was just sharing these little short stories that I was writ- writing. I was following uh, Mark Marin because he would talk about his life, and I was following the New Yorker fiction because they, they read stories. And I was doing a mix of those two. In 2014, I had been doing it for four years, um, WBZ Chicago, took interest into my my storytelling and my stories and I was distributed by them for a long time and then we started another show called The Trouble and with them and through all this education of podcasting and learning how to create them, I started creating them for other people. I did a show from my hometown, Detroit. Any Detroiters in the house? That's 3-1-3. what I'm talking about. Three one three. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> up. I uh, started a podcast called um, uh, "In Good Company Detroit" with the New Economy Initiative in Detroit. And I'm gonna tell you, working with foundations and organizations, I probably made more on "In Good Company Detroit" and got less views on that mm-hmm. than any other one. But that was the right. most lucrative. For me, but but I started making podcasts for other organizations in Detroit, and and I continue on doing that. But um, that was my start in podcasting, and I'm I'm happy to still be podcasting now. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, what I said earlier was that. We all know that podcasting is a powerful medium. It's, it's a way for you. I mean, most of you recognize when you put your AirPods on, if you own some, and you, get, you put that music on, you get intimately close to that person singing, right? It's like when you meet a musician that you really like, you feel like you know them. It's the same way with podcasting. When you, all, Everybody in the room that listens to podcasting on a regular basis, raise your hand. Okay, now how many of you have run into somebody that you've listened to on a regular basis here at this podcast movement? What was that experience like? Just, just just, remember that, because we're gonna come back to it. But that's how powerful the medium of storytelling is. Now I know some of you are saying, well Randy, I'm just not a great storyteller yet. You'll get there. Trust me, the more that you do this, the more that you press record, your stories will start to come and you'll find your cadence, right? Which is different than my cadence, different than Shannon's and different than Donald's, but you will find your cadence and it will allow you to really be your unique self. And we, I love, I mean, the other thing that I love about podcasting is that it has ray. it has lowered the barrier for entry, right? You remember back in the day, it was like, anybody wanted to do a video, you had to have a lot of money. Nowadays, all you need is this, this phone and a lav mic and you are off to the races. I know people that started their podcast right on anchor, walking in their neighborhood with a lav mic attached to their phone. Maybe their neighbors thought they were crazy, but they got started and they started sharing whatever was important to them. But there is no excuse anymore. And the idea that you need to buy every piece of equipment that's outside of this room, that's a fallacy as well. You don't need that. All you need is the voice that you have And you have a story to share. And there's somebody out there. There is an audience for every story. And the other thing that I always like to say is that every niche has not been met yet. Right, And a lot of you are focusing on, on large, large areas of focus, and some of you are focusing on very niche areas of focus. I think when we were last here, uh, we heard some people, I mean, just all kinds of uh, shows about everything. I've listened to so many different podcasts on niches that are so obscure, but there's a podcast for it. And, and that's the thing. And some of you may be feeling like, oh, well, I don't have an audience or I'm an audience of one. No, you, you, you are an audience of one. But the reality is, is that there are so many others out there that are eagerly waiting for you to create what you have to share with the world. So... Donald, I know you have a question that you no, want to ask No, that's
0: going. I was going to just go banter or something else, but you, you, you got it. OK. You got, you got, you got. So the bottom
1: line is, first, I want you to recognize that everybody has a story to tell, and that all, I want all of you to really be thinking about why your story is special and why it needs to get out there. I mean, I know we get into the nuances of actual podcast creation and all of the technical aspect of it, but in my estimation, the most important part of doing a podcast is being passionate about your subject, not doing it to make money, because that will ultimately come. And that was one of the things that I learned very quickly after 181 episodes of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I started out as a, what was, was a passion play, is now a full-blown full business.
0: Love it. Um, I was, you mentioned you're going to pull the audience, and I, had a, I just had a question that came to mind with that too. Like, what are some of the podcasts that you guys have? And from here, like, what are some of the, the, the niches that you guys are in right now? Because I just prompted a thought.
1: Are You asking me? Yeah,
0: just for some of the folks here. Anyone willing to tell us? What Anybody? are some of the niche? Right back here. And, and make sure you grab the mic because we want to make sure that everybody can hear this, Alexa, this is being live.
1: Alexa, can streamed. you bring the mic? Yes. Okay. Here's Alexa. Alexa,
0: Alexa yes. can you play WLRN? <laughs>
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, Super Dave from Long Island, New York. Uh, My niche is first responders. Uh, I love love to hear their stories, Uh, the police officers, firemen, nurses, paramedics, and uh, very few people are in that niche. And I would love to hear any advice that you guys have for me growing that niche.
1: Are you a first responder yourself?
3: I am. I am a uh, full-time detective. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Long Absolutely. Long Island, New York, and the idea was born out of the pandemic. But I started like a year later after I saw the Earn Your Leisure guys grow, and uh, Joe Rogan got his deal, and I was like, I got to do this.
0: I, 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 I said you were a detective? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't do it. <laughs>
4: What's the
3: name I, of your podcast? Every, everyone said uh, I didn't say the name of the podcast. The, Hero, the Hero Academy.
4: The Hero Academy. The, the
3: Hero Academy by David Dm. Uh, on Spotify and everything else. I started on Anchor because of the Earn Your Leisure guys and uh, and Joe Rogan's Ooh. Joe Rogan's deal. That, that sounds like,
1: like a show on Netflix, The Hero Academy. I know, right? It's <laughs> so. a new series. Um, that's a,
2: that's an awesome that's a awesome name, The Hero Academy. I think everybody remember it now, especially even because you forgot for a second to say the name <laughs> of it. But growing a show like that now, let, let me ask you this: This the stories of the first responders?
3: I'm just, I, I, I was doing interviews, but I'm going to switch it up and just
2: do their, like their, their best story. So and, it's interviews right now, and it's going to be stories as well. One of the biggest ways I've grown my audience is, because is, I do storytelling, so it, it hit me, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But the one of the biggest things I've grown my audience in storytelling is I tell stories on my show. I'm just telling stories about, my, my last episode is about spending the summer with my daughter in Chicago and us just hanging out. So... But the way I've grown it to where people want to listen to me talk about hanging out with my daughter is I've gone on bigger shows. I've connected with people in bigger shows. So if you look at my comments, like it's like a 800 comments on or, or my um, thing, on Apple Podcasts, you look through it and they say, thank you, Snap Judgment, for bringing me to Shannon Cason. They say, thank you to Moth for telling me about Shannon. Because they got bigger audiences. So if a person hear my story on these bigger audiences, a lot of times they'll come to my show. And I always tell people, go on other podcasts. Yes, You're not going to steal their audience. They're just going to hear me and be like, dang, I connect with home. He, he sound like you know so, somebody I want to listen to and they'll go find my show, just like I asked you about your show. So that's a big way, because the Hero Academy, I could even see in collaboration with some other, so other bigger shows.
0: With that, too, how many of you have a podcast? Raise your hand. You have your podcast already. All right. How many of you have been on other podcasts? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. So this is one of the biggest, the biggest secrets. If you want to leave with something here, when it comes towards owning your voice, I go on any podcast, yeah, yeah. any podcast. If you knit, I joke about that, I go on your show because I'm sure you're gonna sell that somehow. And here's the beautiful thing about that, some of my biggest clients and deals that we've had came from small podcasts. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna grow your show, that's one of the key strategies. You gotta make sure, and here's one of the biggest parts that I will tell you, you gotta start thinking, how many of you are gonna do this as a business or want to do this as a business? All right, you gotta start thinking like a business in yeah. that av- in that avenue. And your homework that you should do tonight and report back to me, Donald C. Kelly, on Twitter, what I need you to do, I need you to go on Apple Podcasts and I need you to search and find 15 other podcasts in your niche. And I need you to connect with those individuals. Don't go pitch them to go on their shows. Right. What I would love for you to do is send them a tweet out, hey, I know you love my audience, if you love my show, here are some four of the shows that you should be thinking about and connect and put those people on blast. Yeah. That's gonna start conversation. And what will happen from that, you'll go on another show, that happened to me, Jerry, where you at, Jerry? I called Jerry out on social the other day, month, two, three, four ago, and we started going back and forth, and we were able to go on each other's show, and it was a pretty amazing from that, and I've done that with so many other things. Everything that I've shared with you about the way that we've grown our brand is because we focus on a niche that we were in, and we became a niche in that. I'll give you another little thing. I felt like a big fish the other day. Some guy, um, who found me on Calendar? Are you in here? Okay, couple people, last night I felt like this like, I called my wife and I was like, man, I'm like a celebrity. But this, part, this guy said, hey, weren't you on a Calendly webinar? And I was like, yeah. And he said, I saw you on Calendly webinar. And then we started connecting and found out we connected back and forth. I was sitting outside there and somebody else came up to me and said the same thing. Here's how I got on Calendly webinar. Calendly, I, wrote, I started using the tool Calendly. So what I did, I wrote a piece on LinkedIn. I said, how do you use Calendly for sales? Again, stayed in my lane. And Calendly was small back then, and I wrote that piece on LinkedIn. Two years ago, a year ago, their director of marketing wanted to focus on sale, Calendly focused on that avenue, so then he went in search and said, who is this guy, he's showing up with all of our content. And then he hit me up, I did a free webinar with them, and then they did a blog with me, They interviewed me for their blog. Then he said, would you like to do a webinar? I said, yes. He did that with me and we made money from that because people from that came to my podcast, they started purchasing stuff from our organization. Then I told them we're doing an event in Florida. They said, well, we'll think about this for next year. They reached out to me this year and their team said, hey, we wanna do that, uh, give us some information about doing another webinar or how much it will cost or sponsoring your podcast. Long story short, they just signed two days ago, I can say that now, check out Calendly for sales. It's a great tool. Um, Calendly just signed, so they're our new sponsor for our podcast. All of that came because I stayed in my niche and I went ahead and put them on blast two years before by talking about their tools. So you do the same thing with people in your network and also tools that you use. Yeah. Be that small fish, I mean a big fish in that small pond. So go back to that, what I told my wife. All of a sudden I started becoming a big fish in a small pond, that sales spawn. and that's what I recommend for you guys to do. Think about those people, think about those brands, and be the amplifier for them. And that's one way you can own your voice. Last piece before I shut up. Do not, do not, do not try to be like anybody else because that's what's gonna mess you up. You're gonna try to be like Randy, you're gonna try to sound like, ma'am, what's your name right there behind Seth? Yes, the one turned around? Yeah. Don't try to be like Andrea, she's amazing and beautiful, but you need to focus on you. Be you and use your voice because that's what distinguishes you and that's gonna make such a big difference. So that's the biggest tip I wanna give you from this so far. I'll shut up after that. No,
2: that was, that was good, that was, that, was, that was great because everybody in storytelling Yes. I I saw Dixie from um, from Body Storytelling, and we walked. We had great conversation. We we've seen each other before, but not much, you know. So everybody in my niche, I kind of know. So that's that's somebody get somebody else's podcast. Any other niches in here? We can talk about podcast. What's
5: up, guys? My name is John Shukman. I host the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. So it's basically very niche for realtors. So like I'm yes. also a realtor, but I'm not looking to grow my real estate business. It's just to help realtors survive in the business. So 80% of realtors basically don't last two years, 87% are gone in five. And so like I've become like a lot, lot a lot of people look at me as like the guy to help new realtors survive.
1: And I think that's- And a Donald,
5: one. we need to talk because realtors need to know how to sell.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a, and that's a great niche because me I mean a lot of times there's nobody out there there's there's always somebody out there showing realtors how to get the next listing or how to sell a listing, but there's nobody out there telling realtors how to keep their sanity in the process, right? Cuz you're absolutely right. I've met a lot of people that were realtors at one point and now they're not because it it will it will it will chew you up and spit you out. The real estate industry will. It's a very unforgiving industry, but you're serving a niche and a need that is great so i mean and and i can see your particular podcast crossing over and going into other uh onto other real estate podcasts because realtors need to hear that and i could see real estate companies calling you and bringing you in to talk about just just this whole mindset of how do you how do you have that staying power as a realtor and because it's more than just selling selling a home
5: like the way the market was the last two years, everyone's like, I'm going to be a realtor, but the next round is going to like eat people up. Like as the market (laughs) shifts, they're all going to go out. And Shannon, I love what you're saying about being a storyteller. On my show and my membership, I say like, you don't sell houses, you are a storyteller. Tell stories about your clients. Tell stories about your interactions. And like, that's what sells people. People see like those pictures of the happy client at the end. You know, at at the settlement table and and there's an emotional response and it's like, oh, that person looks happy. I want to look happy. I want to talk to ex-realtor, John, like whatever it is. And so I think everybody is a storyteller. Tell stories about what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So I want to do one thing a little different. I want to ask if anybody in here has not started your podcast yet. Yes, this gentleman back here, and there's somebody over here, too. Let's, let's go with this gentleman. I saw his hand go up first. What, what, tell me what you're, what you're hoping to do, and if you are struggling with anything with regard to just the actual starting of your podcast.
4: Yeah, I'm ground zero, and uh, everybody always tells me I should have one, so I'm here to learn. I got kind of three themes. I used to work at NASA, so one of them is relating to telling s- stories about space. Uh,
0: I would listen to that. Yes, so you're I'm an actual junk. so you're it. a rocket scientist is what you're telling us. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to start a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for the obvious
4: uh, Emeritus. because I don't do it anymore. but uh, the other one is I'm a life leadership and executive coach, and I have a bunch of frameworks. People want me to do something about that, but it seems very broad. Uh, I really want to do that one the most to be honest with you. Yeah was yeah. that Yeah.
1: yeah. Then do that it's one, yeah. It's
4: basically helping people understand how to navigate life, to get from point A to point B, their point better, point best. I'm Coach B. That's what I'm all about.
0: The space of life. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> could be.
4: So, could be. Uh, the other thing is, is, it's probably not coming across right now, but I was listening to what you said about being you. That's what I'm all about, authenticity, bravery, and contribution. A lot of people tell me I remind them of Matthew McConaughey. I don't personally see it, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. but it's in my voice, in my cadence, which you were talking about. Sure. So I'm a little worried about corruption from that and trying to figure out how to play that and be myself and not remind people of Matthew McConaughey.
1: Right. <laughs> because right, it happens
4: right. everywhere I go.
1: Yeah. Just say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So,
4: OK. <laughs> another, so another another captain, obvious obvious friend. Here, <laughs> Come on now.
1: Let me say this. Somebody out there needs to hear your leadership message told your way. Right. Because there's a bunch of people like I talk to people all the time. and I do leadership training and I'll talk to people all the time. And like they've never heard of Stephen Covey but we all know stephen covey uh, the seven habits I mean, of success i mean that he is he wrote one of the bibles on how you manage yourself as a leader there's a lot of people out there that have never heard him so there there are those streams there are streams for tony robbins from that perspective of leadership everybody has something to add to it so i would go into it and you said you worked at nasa
4: 24 years.
1: Okay. So that's huge in and of itself, right? Because there's a lot of mystery around NASA. It's, you know, and and, uh, there's a lot of intrigue, right? When you think about Kennedy's um, ascent to the moon, it's like, man, he basically put a mandate out there and what, six, seven years later, it happened. And so, and you were part of that. I mean, I know you you, you came after that, but you were part of that allure. And so there are leadership stories that you could tell from the vantage point of your time at NASA that would 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 really soothe the souls of those people that are out there working in organizations where they're just not getting fed from a personal and professional standpoint which in most organizations that's not happening. That's why a podcast like what you are going to create on leadership is so valuable because they're, it's they're, people are not I mean there's statistical evidence to prove people are not getting that information at their job. Because folks are always concerned about the bottom line, and they don't have the foresight to say, "Yeah, you know what? We need to be professionally and personally developing our people." But hey, this guy has a podcast here. He was a literal rocket scientist from NASA, and he's talking about leadership yeah. from that perspective. So I can—I mean, you need to own that message and just take
4: it for what it's worth.
2: Well, one right it, of the things—I'm uh,
4: uh, sorry. Uh, what I'm, what's evolving here for me in the moment is a blend of the leadership. And that, per your point, which I thought about, and I'm worried about niching, right? So maybe that's my way. I'm, I'm good friends with the daughter of the most famous rocket scientist ever. It lives in my community. I can get him on my podcast. That would blast things up, right? So I'm trying to strategize <laughs> how it might do exactly what you said. Uh, but I'm an explorer. I got too many ideas. I need yeah. to niche down and commit to one Ye- thing. And... So your, your inputs are gold. What,
2: with with all those with all those ideas, write them all down. I did. <laughs> like, like like have them all spread out on the whiteboard or whatever. Then you gotta count up the cost. This is what I do with clients I'm working with. We'll we we'll go through the everything. Like the whole uh, work that NASA. Uh, you're a leadership coach. All that other stuff, you know. Maybe you you teach a you teach a team or something. You coach a team. You Matthew McConaughey wannabe, <laughs> you know. All that kind of stuff. Write all that stuff down. Even the um the person you know who's famous or whatever. Get all that stuff out. Make sure it's all out. Count the costs. I don't like. I do a storytelling show with just me, cause I can't I can't deal with people like Dixie can. I don't want to, she has a show where you do a storytelling show where it's it's people who come on stage and they're telling the story. I hate hosting events and all. I mean, I host them, but at the same time, I hate putting them together and producing them and doing all the minutiae that goes into that because it can be a a headache. So I know myself, and I'm like, what I can do is a show by myself talking and telling my own stories. So that is not that counting up the cost, knowing that, I can do a solo show and I can feel comfortable doing a solo show. So so think about all those things as well, like are you going to be good at scheduling people and getting people on the show? Keep the other person in tuck, That uh, the, the famous person. You don't want to start the show, that's your first episode. That's like a, a later thing that you can bring into it because it's a friend of yours and you can bring them on. But many times you'll find just because it's a big name on a podcast don't mean it blows it up. They want to get to know you more so than the big name. And when you bring the bigger name to the show, it's kind of like an add-on. It's like a, it, it gives you credibility in some way, but you don't hang your hat there. Um, but, but count the cost as you're kind of going through it, like what really signifies, and then listen to all the examples. Like, you got to listen to all the examples. You go find things that you like and don't like. You being you, but nothing wrong with being inspired by other shows. Like I said, Mark Maron, I like how he started his show talking about his life. And then the New Yorker Fiction, they just would tell stories. And then a little bit of Radio Lab using different sounds and stuff like that. So I would get ideas from different shows and put them all together. But that's my, my talk on starting a show.
1: Yeah. You, you got it. And also, I would just say this. And this this actually goes to anybody here. Don't worry so much about because I know people sometimes in the back of their mind say, well, if my niche is too small, I'm not going to acquire a big audience and I'm not going to get those thousands of you're not going to get thousands of downloads. Right. So let's just let's just put some perspective here. The top one percent of one percent of podcasts get thirty six thousand downloads a month. You do the math from there. The top 1% of 1%. And, and when people are telling you, oh, I'm getting 10, 15,000 downloads an episode. It's an anomaly. Yeah. It, yeah. Trust me when I say this. If you get 500 and you average 500 downloads an episode, that's like you sitting in a room at the front of the room with a microphone and there's 500 people listening to you. I have, to, I have to bottom line this for companies because I work with companies and create podcasts and they're like, well, you know, how are we gonna get thousands of downloads? And I'm like, you're not. You have to manage expectations. You're not gonna get thousands of downloads, but you're gonna get the right downloads. You're going to get the downloads of people that are interested in hearing what you have to share or what anybody in this room has to share. That's what should be important because you don't need a huge audience to grow a business of podcasting. You really don't. Anybody that tells you that you do is lying to you. And I just I saw Jordan Harbinger. He gets millions of downloads per episode. That's I mean, that's an anomaly in this industry. Joe Rogan. Somebody mentioned Joe Rogan. That's a, It's a it's a great story and it's encouragement, but it should be just that because it just shows you that we're still at the tip of the iceberg with podcasting. You see all these people here, you think, oh, well, I mean, you know, you go to some of these other big conventions for, like, electronics and what have you, and there's 100,000, 200,000 people there. There might be five or 6,000 people here. And that's a, that's, a, that's a huge thing. But we're still at the tip of the iceberg with podcasting. We're still in that nascent stage. So I want to encourage all of you to lean in now because now is the time to double down with whatever dreams you have about getting a podcast started. Yes, ma'am. Hold on. Let's wait for the mic for Alexa.
6: I just want to kind of double down on what you just said, because I produce live events as well as doing a podcast. And when you get started in podcasting, you're like, okay, where are the millions of downloads we were all promised? And then you start thinking about it like an event producer. Well, my venue can hold 500 people. When you start going... Well, this episode got, you know, 5,000 downloads. Imagine those bodies packed into a venue. Right. You can't hold that many people in a venue. Those people, if you imagine all those faces looking up at you while you're talking, those are ears who yeah. heard stories. Those are ears who were listening to you. And the best thing ever is when you get responses from those people on social media. Or on email, who tell you they love that story or they want more of that. So, you know, you don't need millions of downloads. You just need the right people to hear those stories or those messages.
2: What's your name and your podcast?
6: <laughs> my name is Dixie Torre. My podcast is Body Storytelling, spelled B A W D Y, true stories of sex, kink, gender, and body image. And unlike Shannon, who puts his own stories on his podcast, my passion is taking people and teaching them how to tell a story. And every single story told on my podcast is other people that I coach them on how to tell a story well. That's and scary. they tell their story of realizing they're queer or trans or polyamorous. And then they do this terrifying thing, which is get on stage in front of hundreds of people. <laughs> and then we put those stories on the podcast. Ooh, and people cool. who live in countries where they might be killed for being that, hear those stories and realize they're not alone. Yeah, no. That's what I'm passionate about. That's
1: great, thank you so much. Um, We have one question right here, and then we're going to go to tactical advice.
7: My name's Evan, and I host the Whole Person podcast, and I put the Evan in evangelism. Yeah, there you go, Evan. So I'm in this unique stage. I've been podcasting for about three years, and I'm thinking about transitioning the message. Originally, it's been about faith, family, finances, friendship, fitness, and fun. Not in one episode, but I'd interview someone in one of those key areas. I also recently uh, got a nonprofit called Evangelism Now that's Christian-based, ministry-oriented. And I'm thinking about bringing that, the podcast, into that sphere and helping people live a more holistic life through biblical principles that uh, we find from the Bible. But I'm stuck, and, and, and here's where I'm stuck, because I also have a passionate, like, our friend from NASA here with personal growth and development. And so I'm trying to figure out how all this oversex, over intersex, and lives in one place and trying to find that voice. So if you could speak to that, I would be grateful.
0: The man who chases two rabbits yep. catches none, um, or woman, or person. Um, so here's what I would say with that. I would just start off just like you did with this first one and you pivot, it's totally fine to pivot and to change. Um, you gotta make sure, again, go back into what you own, what you, your voice and where you're passionate for, just like we, we talked about there. But I, would, I wouldn't try to do all of them. There will be my, many other podcasts. I have on a board written out like four other podcasts that I wanna start yep. right now. Yep. And I have it put, on, it's on a sheet of paper, I drew it out and I have the design already, of what it is, but I just can't do all of those right away. So I focus on one at a time and try to master that. So if, if it's the, the focus, the one on the, the Christian focus, then do that, like just do that one first and focus on it. And then as you evolve that, maybe you get into the second show, the personal development podcast afterwards, but you got to start someplace and you got to do that one. And that's my, that's my feel. You got to just kill it in one area.
2: I, I have three shows. You know, I do homemade stories. I had the trouble. And I had uh, In Good Company, Detroit. So you can not have multiple shows. I
0: do have, but start off with one, though. I'm saying, yeah, start off with one. Yeah. I have up to what you we said. Own you four, I host four shows. I own three shows of those. Yeah. But and I didn't I, do and, all at once. And
2: I listened to the sales evangelist this morning. Right. Isn't it good? It, it, yeah. If <laughs> I was a salesperson, <laughs> I would be, and that's what I'm coming to you for, yeah. for better sales. Yeah. I would listen to your show. It was clear. Concise. You were yourself,
0: and that guy sounds. You were your,
2: You sound great, and then you you were yourself. That's what I liked about it. You were authentic in who you were, but then he brought it up for like your ad reads, you know. So it was like. Which which is good because you be yourself in your show and hosting, and then you can you can turn on the little announcer during your ad fee. I do the same thing. You yep. know, you got to hype people up to give you some money or hype people <laughs> who gave you money. So I understand that totally. But you want to have a niche and stick to your niche. I, I agree with that. Yeah. All
0: right. So, let, we Andrea have... is gonna kill us if we don't say her stuff. I'm sorry. Yes. Andrea, real quick.
6: Thank you so much. Thank you for being here by the way today and sharing your talents and skills with us. Um, I just have a quick question and that is I'm a heart failure survivor and I am starting a podcast that is basically going to be something that is positive and motivational for people who are going through heart failure or heart disease and I'm going to be interviewing people who have made it through it and who are doing well and who are thriving. So all of my guests will be people who have never done podcasts before and who have never interviewed before. So my question to you is what are your best tips for people who are are not familiar with interviewing and they're doing this the first time? How do I pull their story out and um, make them feel comfortable and be able to resonate their, their message, bring their message to my audience?
0: I have a, I have a 10 second answer for that one. Listen to Shannon. I would encourage you, seriously, like today, just go listen to his podcast and hear his stories. Some of them are just like so simple. And I'm like, I envy Shannon and people like Shannon who could tell stories so well. But if you, and you can also go look up Joseph Campbell's, the story, art, the the hero's journey. And that hero's journey will tell you how to tell a story. You can edit properly and get that out of them, but you need to figure out who's the person, what's the problem? What the, you know, what caused, what was the big issue, which probably is the, you know, heart surgery. or found out they had that problem, and how did they recover from that? Like, the story leading up to that, and then who helped them, and what was, the, what was that cost? But I would say, listen to Shannon's show, and you'll hear that. And then as you start telling story, you become better at it. I try to tell stories as much as I can to, like, family and friends, like, even little deeds, little things, to help me improve my storytelling on a day-to-day basis. But that's my... 10 second that went 30 seconds
1: and and what i might add to that is that like what i do is i have a 15 minute um pre-meeting a lot of times with people that yes. i'm, I'm going to bring on the podcast and i'll do that pre-meeting i schedule it through calendly and we will walk through and i'll explain to them because my podcast if you listen to it it's organic i don't script it it's not you know me um giving them a bunch of questions that i'm going to ask i start off with their superhero origin story right because i i firmly believe that you should care about the person that you're listening to on your podcast. So I do that and then I go from there. And so I would certainly start off simply with an origin story and build from there. And that would be a one tactical piece of advice and one more that I'll give. And then I'm going to ask Shannon to share a tactical piece of advice from a podcasting perspective is that you need to batch produce your episodes when and where possible. Because if you try to be here on Monday and there on Wednesday, and then on Saturday you meet with somebody to record that doesn't work. You know, one of the things I picked up from John Lee Dumas many years ago is that he, he batch produces when he was doing his e Entrepreneur on Fire, he was doing a bunch of episodes a day. And so I Mondays and Tuesdays are my podcast days. I don't podcast on Wednesdays, Thursdays or Fridays unless it's an absolute emergency. So I basically tell people if I if they're going to come on the show, I give them my calendar and I say, you find a date that works for you. But it's got to be these two days because otherwise people will tell you, well, I just can't do it. These people will find time. Trust me. And, and here's another thing, everybody likes to talk about themselves. So anybody that tells you, I don't know what to talk about, trust me, they like to talk about themselves. Yeah. You want to give a quick
2: tactical tip? I thought, I thought in amazing stories that you're looking for, and one of the things with that, I think you, you already got it, is the intention and in what you're creating that for. You've gone through this experience. You know you wish you had that podcast to listen to when you were going through this experience. You creating this podcast because many other people are gonna be going through this experience, their families and everybody else. They're gonna to listen to that show and feel comfort that they're not alone in that, that they're not by themselves. Keep that front of mind when you're having these conversations do the pre-interview that will help them get used to, okay, it's an interview that's happening. Keep that intention in your heart when you're asking these questions, because y'all are gonna have some, there's probably gonna be some tears, there's probably gonna be some laughs, It's probably gonna be very emotional, but that listener needs to hear those stories. Um, Tactical tips, I say to pre-interview, but stay within intention when you when you're doing these um, these interviews. Um, have you have certain questions, but be able to go off your questions to be able to follow a trail that that you're going on with the storytelling of the of the interview. But um, but you'll catch it yeah. after about. I remember my first interview. I hadn't interviewed much. I was just telling stories. Like I'm telling you, I don't like really being around people and going with people. I was doing the trouble, and they had me going to some lady. She was, was people in trouble, and the lady was going to jail because she was a principal who who had took kickbacks. I had never done any interviews. And I'm going to her her grandmother's uh, old folks' home. Uh, excuse me if that's the wrong word to say, but that's just how I say it. Um, it to talk to them. And, And we were sitting there. I'm just curious about her. It was the most intense conversation ever because I was just curious. It wasn't like, okay, I got to say these right questions here and this, that. And, and that was probably my best show on the trouble. It was called Kickbacks. And that probably was my, because my, I just was totally original and totally like naive kind of to the storytelling, or to the interviewing, but I, 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 I leaned into that naivety and just asked the questions that I was curious about. So you ask those, those harder questions like, are you scared to be going to jail tomorrow? You know, for her to answer that question because I'm 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 not I'm not caring as much. So be able to ask those questions, too. Like, were you scared going into the operation? Ask those questions that people on the other side of that that listening to that really, really want to hear. You know, set up those questions as well. But great podcast. Right. And
1: I'll just show you this slide here because, again, and I said it before, and we've said a lot of this already, but it starts with your superhero origin story. We all have one. So even for you as a podcaster, you need to be thinking about your story, right, because that resonates. I tell my story over and over again ad nauseum, but it's crazy because I'll run into people that listen to the podcast and they'll relate my story back to me almost perfectly verbatim to the way that I share it. You can never tell your story enough. And you can never share other people's stories enough. So k- keep that in mind. You're, that origin story is really important. And, and it will speak to why you're doing the podcast that you're doing.
0: I'll take mine in 10 seconds here because we have a minute left. So the whole origin story, I grew up in a Jamaican. I'm from a Can Any Jamaican there? Yeah, right here. yeah. yeah so I'm come from a man. And then um, I was working with my book coach. You see how he sits there? I worked with my book coach. And he said, Donald, you're going to write a book. And I took five years to write the book. And then I finally paid for the coach, and I got the coach, and then he said, everybody has a sales, um, uh, my buddy over here, Travis, he knows this stuff about like you know uh, sales, sales and sales books and so forth. So many people have their, their sales books out there. And he said, you're not gonna write a sales book about the traditional stuff. You need to write a sales book about your story. So I told a story about how I tried to sell mango as a kid in Jamaica, and then we built it off of that. Sell it like a mango, New Seller's Guide to Closing More Mordeal. It was published through Sound Wisdom. We have a publisher. Somebody found that book, and started listening to the podcast in Italy. Long story short, they're flying me, my wife, and my son to come and train their team in Italy, in Sicily, actually to do a training program for their company um, because I have a book and I told my story and I used that hero journey about a kid trying to sell mango in Jamaica and tie that to B2B selling.
1: And all you got to do is press record, folks. Record it. Just record it and it will take care of itself. Thank you guys so much. We'll be around for we'll questions sure. outside.